Welcome to Pastor Matters, the podcast of the Center for Preaching and Pastoral Leadership at Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary. We hope this conversation will both equip and encourage you to lead healthy churches that make disciples for the glory of God. I'm Brandon Ward. And I'm Ron Jorlock. We want to thank you for choosing to start the new year off right by listening to another episode of Pastor Matters. In all humility. Yeah, in all humility. This is the best way you could have started 2021. So congratulations. Uh, I'm really excited. I don't know if you can tell about today's episode, brother, because we are talking about our topic for the month of January, Mm -hmm. Pastors and Counseling. Uh, This month, we will be releasing articles, book reviews, and podcast episodes all on the topic of pastoral counseling. Mm -hmm. Almost all of these forms of content are complete or are being scheduled to be released throughout the month. Uh, And we will bring on some guests who have contributed to articles and speak with them. So I'm just really pumped about this, uh, this month. So brother, can you expound a little bit on why we chose the topic of counseling for the first topic that we cover. Uh, this is kind of our new format now. We're going to cover a topic each month, uh, kind of in the uh, the same veins as in preaching and pastoral leadership from those different perspectives. But why did we choose counseling to tackle in 2021? Yeah, well, for starters, uh, we, we wanted to do this for 2021 because we've, well, we've gone through 2020. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, there have just been there's just been so much that has happened in in the year of 2020. Uh, I really honestly feel for the historians uh, mm-hmm. that uh, will have to write about the the year that was. Uh, uh, th- where do you begin and and how many volumes do you have and how many trees will we <laughs> will we have to cut down uh, to fill all of these books? Uh, there's just so much that has happened, and that's but, on top of the things that we normally face exactly exactly yeah i mean uh, yeah it's it's such a year it was such a year of of unpredictability uh and 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 even on top of that a year of of uh sorrows a year of struggles a year of adjustments and rearranging and and even for some people a, a year of death and sickness and 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 so on and really in 2021 uh, as we uh, kind of pick up the pieces, and, and we have no idea what, what this year is going to be like. We don't know what 2021 is going to be like. Um, but it seems like for many who who will accept the challenge to reflect on 2020, uh, as we think about this new year, where do we even begin? And how do we process all of this? And how do we, how do we navigate all of this? And how, how do we think through the experiences that we've gone through uh, in such a way that we would become more like Jesus as a result? Uh, well, all of those are, are questions of counsel. They're questions that need counsel. And for many pastors, uh, your people are really asking questions like these, and they're looking to you for answers for these questions. And I know that there are a lot of folks who feel inadequate to answer these. We, we don't know ourselves. Uh, and so we wanted to have some articles to really help 
uh, you, uh, equip you so that you can be able to shepherd your people well, uh, not just as they think through the year that was in 2020, but as they look forward to the year that is to, uh, to be here in 2021. Uh, also, uh, think as, as a lot of folks have, have had anxieties and struggles that they've gone through, uh, not everyone has chosen uh, a godly, uh, Christ-honoring way to handle those anxieties. Hmm. And, uh, and, and you as a pastor have to shepherd them. Uh, there's some that may be in need of, of some discipline or rebuke. Uh, there's some that are, are just in need of wisdom. They just don't know where to go, and you have the opportunity to shepherd uh, shepherd them in that way. But, yeah, uh, we're in a season where I think there are a lot of people that are in great need of godly, Christ-honoring counsel, and uh, you, Pastor, have an opportunity to shepherd them in that way. Hmm. And when we sat down and started planning this out, we, we picked intentional subtopics to kind of hit under this umbrella mm-hmm. that is pastoral counseling. So we this month we'll have articles on uh, pornography and counseling somebody that has an addiction to pornography. Uh, we have articles on counseling victims of abuse. Mm-hmm. And so there's just going to be kind of this, this uh, wide spectrum of articles under this much, much larger umbrella. And I'm really excited because we got some really special people to participate uh, in helping us facilitate these articles uh, this year, uh, for this month. And so Mm -hmm. really, really excited. Uh, So brother, I want to ask you a question about counseling. How do you define the responsibility of pastoral counseling? Hmm. Well, uh, it really comes from the definition of pastor. Uh, what does it mean to, to pastor? Uh, there are three words that uh, the apostles use for this role. Uh, one is the elder, uh, one is the overseer, and one is the shepherd. Um, uh, or or uh, as many have, have noted, uh, the vast majority of, of the times that shepherd is used, at least in terms of this office, it's used in a verb uh, form, not in a noun form. So, so we could say the overseer slash elder does the task of shepherding, if you will. Uh, it's a good insight there. Uh, but you look at the, those terms, and each one, I think, is relevant to the, uh, the ministry of counseling. Hmm. So one, in terms of overseeing, uh, you have the, uh, the, the responsibility of watching over the flock. Uh, you watch over them. You, you make sure that, that each uh, uh, person that is entrusted to your leadership and your care is walking in the right direction. Uh, and, and so there's, there's an element there that is relevant to counseling. Uh, you, you need to know where your people are. You need to know where they're going. You need to know uh, how they are uh, walking along this path uh, uh, you know, that, that, of course, is leading to uh, increasing Christ-likeness uh, as we approach our ultimate glorification. And so uh, that's one aspect of it. The other is elder. Well, elder presupposes that you have reached a certain level of wisdom and maturity. Uh, well, why? Uh, so that you could be a better um, uh, administrator, you know, or, or so that you could uh, be a better uh, uh, manager, whether it be macro or micro manager. Well, no, uh, at least not primarily. You need that wisdom uh, and maturity so that not only you would model well what it means to, uh, to follow Jesus, but that you would be able to help other people with that wisdom 
follow Jesus uh, and follow Jesus with you. Uh, so that's one aspect with eldering. And then shepherding, well, you have the opportunity to feed your sheep. You have the, the responsibility to uh, protect the sheep from wolves. Uh, you have the, um, the uh, opportunity to tend to your sheep and care for them and love them. All of which, of course, again, is relevant to the task of shepherding. So as a pastor, as an elder, as an overseer, uh, overseer you have the opportunity uh, to, uh, to counsel your people with the gifts and the skills that the Lord has given to you uh, so that you can help them as they are uh, walking towards Christ. Hmm, that's good. So what do you typically do when you're counseling someone or if you're counseling a couple? Do you, do you typically have a process or is it kind of like case by case depends on the person um somewhat depend it somewhat depends on the person it somewhat depends on the situation uh whatever whatever's you know what whatever the need for counsel is um but there are some things that i do that kind of go across the board so first off uh we pray Hmm. um and we do that intentionally uh one uh because uh i need Grace, <laughs> I need the Spirit's help. Um, I need wisdom uh, to to see what I otherwise couldn't be able to see, and and so on. I mean, Proverbs three, kind of the, the classic verses: Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will make your path straight. Uh, I take that to mean that you're not as smart as you think you are. Uh, or else you would lean on your own understanding. Um, but I don't lean on my own understanding because I don't understand everything. There are things that I, that I, uh, uh, that I think I understand that I don't understand. Mm. And there are things that I don't even know about that I probably should understand. <laughs> so I, in order for me to understand what I don't understand uh, and understand what I do understand well uh, and better... Uh, I need wisdom. I need to trust in the Lord. Um, I need to acknowledge him uh, in everything. And so we take our time first to pray. And then after that, uh, I want to hear their story. And so I I take the back seat and I listen. Uh, You know, what's going on? Tell me the situation. Uh, If it's a a marriage, if it's a couple, uh, how did y'all meet? You know, and and, and I'm just gathering information, you know, um, you know, what would you say is kind of the turning point? You know, at what point do you think, you know, do you say everything kind of went off? You mm-hmm. know, uh, why do you think that happened? Why do you think that it went that way? You know, and I'm just gathering information. Um, I, I really try to discipline myself not to, to chime in uh, during, during that moment. And, and the reason is um, if I don't have the whole story, then my counsel may be totally off. Hmm. Uh, so I just want to take the time to listen and to hear. And so you're more focused on observation. Exactly, exactly. What's going on here? What's the situation? And so on. And during that time, I'm, I'm asking the Lord, you know, um, kind of you know, personally, silently, uh, to help me to see, you know, where things are going off, to help me to see what, you know, um, you know, where, where the turning points are, if you will, you know, to help me to see what, what behaviors or what practices, you know, motivated, you know, uh, uh, conflict or motivated sin or, or, you know, all of these things. Um, 
And then in terms of the actual counsel, uh, I want them to read the scriptures. I want them to go into the scriptures to see uh, who they are, to see where they where they are in the story, to see what God has done for them in Christ Jesus, and and I and I try to counsel from the wisdom of the scriptures, mm. you know, uh, uh, to to help them go there, and and I want to keep it within the context of the story, you know. So so what is this this overarching plan of God in Christ, and and how does that uh, you know uh, affect the way that they see themselves? How does that affect the way that they understand their their conflicts, that they understand their sin? You know, uh, instead of isolating uh, the the moment, you know, or isolating the conflict, or isolating the sin, you know, and kind of detaching it from mm-hmm. from the context, I want to place it back into the context of what God is doing uh, in all of history and what God's doing even in their own lives to help them to see you need a savior. (laughs) The reason for all of this is, is, is just, it's, you know, put it in line with all the other things, you know, uh, all the other reasons that you have that you need a savior and, uh, and you need to, you know, to be reconnected to him and you need to be reconnected to each other and reconnected to your church and reconnected to, you know, you need to be back in the context of what God is, uh, uh, what God is doing uh, in the world and in Christ and in his church and so on. And from there, we can start talking about behavior changes and pattern changes and 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 so on but that's that's tends to be the um the process that i have you know as i as i go through counseling and that could take you know one moment that can take multiple sessions together uh it could happen over a period of weeks it could happen over a period of years uh depending on the situation Hmm. i've i've met a lot of students in seminary that are aspiring or current pastors, but that are pursuing education and counseling uh, because they just don't feel as equipped in this area. Do you feel like the average pastor is equipped for counseling well? Hmm. Um, no. <laughs> no. Uh, and, and here's the reason. The average pastor uh, has has had some type of formal training at a Bible college or a seminary, and the vast majority of our Bible colleges and seminaries give maybe one class mm. for counseling, if that. And if we don't go to our Bible colleges and our seminaries, we go to other pastors. You know, and we, we watch how they pastor. And there are many, many pastors that don't do it either. Uh, so where do you go to learn, you know, to counsel? Where do you, where do you go to, you know, to learn this aspect of, shepherd, of uh, shepherding? Um, it's really hard to, to find that spot. It's really hard to find that, that person. Uh, so that's, that's part of the problem. What, another part of the problem is I think that we've, that we're a bit imbalanced in our ministry and our understanding of, of pastoral ministry. And what I mean by that is this, uh, for a lot of people, I think, uh, the, the biggest problem in a person's life is, um, is, is doctrinal. Okay. So if I teach somebody doctrine, 
then everything apparently will magically <laughs> will magically transform and they'll be wonderful and they'll never have a problem in the world anymore. Mm-hmm. That's not even true in scripture. Yeah. <laughs> there are plenty of theologically sound people in scripture that had issues. <laughs> lots and lots of issues, okay? Uh, the 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 acquisition of doctrine the acquisition of of theology and these truths that that's obviously important you need the truth you need to know it okay but acquisition alone isn't going to help yeah we need to acquire it and we need to apply it okay that applied doctrine applied theology that that's wisdom you know, because you need to know when to apply it, how to apply it, and what context to apply it. You know, and 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 all of that. That takes wisdom. That takes skill. Uh, and so, for the pastor, I think it's wise for him, for the for the student, uh, um, the aspiring pastor, to take as many courses in counseling as possible. I was going to say, I've even actually, whenever before seminary, spoke to many many pastors, and and almost all of them were in agreement that like. Whatever electives you get, make sure they're very much kind of in, under the umbrella of counseling because mm-hmm. this is going to be an area that you're going to really, really need to to sharpen your skills in. Absolutely. And and your people need more than your pulpit. Yes. Uh, they The pulpit is, is absolutely important. It is absolutely foundational to your ministry. Uh, but... I'm not going to say everything that I need to say from the pulpit. Uh, I'm going to say what I need to say from the pulpit, but when I'm preaching from the pulpit, I'm applying to the entire church and I'm telling all of us, you know, what God is saying to all of us as a collective, as a, as a congregation. Okay. But what God is saying to you may not be appropriate from the pulpit but I still need to say that. Yeah. And so that takes uh, the ministry of the word uh, from the pulpit to the, the pew, or if you will, to your office, yeah, to your I, study. I think of a shepherd, right? So there are times when the shepherd's watching the sheep kind of from a distance, you know, just seeing. But there are also times where the, the shepherd is in the sheep. Yes. Smelling like the sheep. Mm-hmm. You know, there are sheep that are, you know, in danger or entangled or whatever it is. And so there's two kind of positions here where yes. you're you're kind of distantly watching and but then also being present you know with whatever dangers or perils there might be yeah protecting them from that yeah and all of that is the ministry of the word uh the ministry of the word is not uh limited to preaching yeah uh, but it involves preaching. It involves counsel. It involves you know everywhere where the word goes forth uh, in your in your church and in your ministry. Uh, this is what the word does. So, what would you recommend to pastors who don't feel equipped in this area? What are some ways? Let's say they're not. Maybe they don't have a uh, the finances to mm-hmm. pursue you know more seminary education or classes or whatnot. Mm-hmm. How can they? be better equipped for counseling. Yeah. Uh, well, for starters, um, read your Bibles. <laughs> uh, there are several uh, books, really all of the books of the Bible uh, give you wisdom. 
um, you know, Paul would say to Timothy that the scriptures were able to make him wise for salvation. Uh, the, the, the Bible is a book of wisdom uh, from Genesis to Revelation. Uh, so, so that's one thing. Uh, also realize that there is a section of the Bible that is specifically focused on wisdom. Uh, so you have the books of Job, uh, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, Song of Songs. Uh, these, these are wisdom books, all right? They're books that are specifically focused on giving you wisdom. So think about this. You could go to uh, Proverbs and you can hear wisdom on uh, work ethic, uh, wisdom on conflict resolution, wisdom on how to speak, uh, especially in an argument, mm-hmm. um, and how to speak pretty much everywhere else in life, uh, how, to, how to manage your money. You know, you have wisdom for that in Proverbs. Uh, uh, marital uh, conflicts, uh, sexual temptation yeah. and Dealing lust. Dealing with and, sinful people, yes. seeing how they think. We see that in the scriptures. I yeah, mean, yeah. You see how the mind works just through some of these stories we have in scripture. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, even in Proverbs 1, when he says, you know, my son, if sinners entice you, do not consent. I mean, he's talking about, you know, wanting to follow the crowd into sin, uh, whether it's a gang, which which is definitely what Proverbs 1 sounds like, uh, or whether it's just a, a click, you know, some yeah. group, you know, and everything. There's wisdom for that. You can go to Ecclesiastes and uh, folks who, you know, life just doesn't work, you know, the way that that we thought it was going to work. Uh, uh, you you have many more sorrows and sufferings and so on, and you're just trying to figure out how to make sense of this world uh, with its fleeting joys and all of that. Hey, Ecclesiastes is right there for that. Uh, marital intimacy, you know, and and all of the nuances and struggles and 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 uh, idiosyncrasies with that. Hey, you got a book, Song of Songs, you know, for that. Uh, uh, even just the sudden sufferings and sorrows of this world and tragedies of this world. Hey, you've got a book like Job to help you think through and navigate that. So you have wisdom there. Also, uh, uh, there are tons of books on on counseling. And We're reviewing bi- some of these this yes, month. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, biblical counseling. There, there are plenty of folks who have um, who have thought through this, they've thought through the scriptures, they've thought through how to apply these things, and uh, you have an opportunity to learn from them, learn from their publications, and uh, and, and so on as well. And, uh, of course, we have articles uh, that we're uh, uh, hoping to uh, release uh, this month as well. Uh, they are definitely a, a jump start uh, into uh, the, the categories of wisdom and counsel as well, and so uh, we definitely want you to check those out also. Uh, in other words, you are not alone. <laughs> you know, you may not have had the best uh, training. You know, uh, you you may have had the training, and you you just need a little uh, a little tune up, uh, whatever it may be. Uh, please understand that you have the opportunity to grow in wisdom, and if if you haven't started yet, now's a great time to start uh, gathering the wisdom that you need so that you can counsel well. In the meantime, do you think it's helpful for pastors who don't feel equipped uh, in counseling to maybe have a list? of like-minded, trustworthy counselors to refer their people to in the meantime. Mm, yeah, absolutely. If if you are in the proximity of um, a, a ministry that counsels well, uh, and by counsels well, I mean they're, they're thinking primarily through the scriptures. They're thinking uh, primarily uh, uh, through um, what God has said about us, you know, uh, in his word. 
um, then then go ahead and 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 uh, and and check them out and and build a relationship between you and and uh, your church and and this ministry. Uh, for some, I know uh, it, you're, you're, you don't have a ministry like that anywhere nearby, and so you may have to uh, have to do other things. You know, um, uh, you may have to access things via the internet. You know, um, and, and connect with ministries in that regard. Um, as I mentioned, uh, uh, different books on biblical counseling—they uh, usually come from counseling ministries, and uh, some of them are national. And uh, you're able to uh, uh, to refer folks uh, in that way. Uh, but yeah, uh, build relationships with counselors. Uh, that that's very helpful. I'll, I'll say this also: as a pastor, you need to know you need to recognize your limitations. That takes yeah. wisdom. Mm. So there are things that that may be beyond your capacity uh, to counsel. Uh, for instance, you may have a lady who is uh, who has just delivered a baby and is going through months of postpartum depression. Uh, that's more than what you're you know, able to help with. Sure, you're able to help in, in certain ways, you know, with dealing with the depression and, and things like that. But, you know, she's probably going to need some medication. And, well, pastors don't give out prescriptions. And so you're probably going to have to uh, refer her to someone who's able to give her the help that she needs for her for her body uh, just to uh, uh, to kind of get back into into sorts. And so, yeah, uh, recognize your limitations, recognize, you know, what you are able to do. And uh, and there's wisdom from the scripture that say, hey, if you need other counselors, then bring in other counselors. In the multitude of counselors, there's wisdom. And so uh, it's it's good for you to recognize where, you know, where those boundaries are for you as a pastor and uh, where you may need to refer to other counselors in that regard. Hmm. That's good. Well, that'll do it. This has been more of a broad conversation, but like I said, this is where, where we're kicking off to where we're going to hit various angles uh, under this umbrella of uh, past, uh, pastoral counseling. And so uh, we hope you are looking forward to the resources we have coming out this month. If you haven't subscribed to our newsletter or our podcast, you might want to do that so that you can stay up to date with the latest content. You can also follow us on both Twitter and Facebook. Uh, we'll be posting these as they come regularly throughout the month. Uh, we want to thank you for listening to another episode of Pastor Matters. It is our mission at the Center for Preaching and Pastoral Leadership to equip and encourage pastors, and I hope we have done that and that we do that uh, this month. Yes, and as always, my beloved brothers, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain.